morning, so, so we'll sing hallelujah to Lord. Come on, Potter's house, and we're gonna dance in his presence. And we'll dance to Church of God, rejoicing and praising his name. Oh, we'll sing hallelujah. So we'll sing hallelujah till, till you come again. Oh, I'm gonna dance, Lord. Just wanna be with you, wanna be, just wanna be with you. And so we'll sing, Lord, so we'll sing hallelujah till you come again. And we'll dance in your presence till you come Hallelujah, till you come again. And we'll dance in your presence till you come again. Father, we just honor you. Father, we just praise you. As we made a declaration this morning, that there will be a spirit of worship in our lives. That till you come again, you will find us worshiping and praising you. We will find us doing your will and your work on the earth. And so we bless you, Father. We bless you. We say, King of glory, just come in. King of glory, just come in. Oh, hallelujah. King of glory, just come in. Oh, breakthrough, 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 oh God, every wall, every obstacle, oh God, every, everything that holds us back. Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus, oh Lord, let there just be a spirit of worship, let there just be a spirit of praise, let there just be a spirit of rejoicing. Honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. 
the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 says for he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity and even the law of commandments and contained contained in the ordinances for to make in himself two out of one new man making peace and he that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were near and through him that we may have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore, we are no more strangers, foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. And he has and built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into the holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are built together for a habitation to God by his spirit. The Bible says the middle wall of partition is broken. He has joined us together. Amen. Now there's two references in this portion of scripture. There's the first reference to those that were part of the household, the Jewish household, and those that have been brought into the family of God, those that were Gentiles that are brought into the family of God, that have received the adoption of God. Amen? So that's, that's the one aspect. But then he comes in and he says he's broken the middle wall of partition, basically making the statement that there's no longer the outer court or the holy place and the most holy place. He's torn that veil in two, allowing us access into the very holies of holies. And he's saying, he's saying to us today, he has reconciled us through Christ on the cross. Amen. And so today we are no longer strangers. Amen. That means we are no longer trying to seek an approval of our father. We have been approved. Amen. We are not seeking a validation or a sense of identity. Our identity is already revealed. Amen. So I want you to understand today as we worship God, as, as we praise him, that you have a legal right to all of the promises because we are heirs of the promise, joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Amen. And so I want you to understand, and he says, we are as, as the temple that is rightly fitted together. That means everything has its place. Every person has its part. Amen. And so we believe in God to just begin to move upon our lives. So, Father, we come before you today. We do not come in as strangers. We do not come in as beggars. We come in as sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we pray as sons and daughters, we appropriate our legal right. We appropriate our legal access. We appropriate our rightful position 
in you. And so as we worship you, we do not worship you from the place of maybe you will do it. Possibly you will do it. But we worship you from the point of saying, God, you are our God. You are our Father. You are Abba, our Father. And so this morning, we pray, O oh God, that as prayers ascend before you, let it come before you as sweet-smelling incense. Lord, let it begin to attract your attention. I pray today, O oh God, we say, hear these praises, O oh God. Hear this worship from grateful hearts, O oh God. And in this place, Lord, just begin to minister to your sons and minister to your daughters in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I'm believing you right now that you are going to do a phenomenal work in this place. Minister to each one according to the point of their need. Minister to them in a way that their lives will be changed and transformed. Their minds, oh God, will be renewed in the name of Jesus. We pray for a renewing of the mind, a refreshing of their spirit in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for times of refreshing coming from the presence of the Lord. And so we thank you, God, that the two has become one. In the name of Jesus, have your way in this place. We commit ourselves to you. We commit ourselves to you in the name of Jesus. We just honor you, Father, today. We glorify your name. He's in the room. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. God is in the room, amen. We just come to give him all the praise and the glory and the honor right now. Yeah. You would thus, Lord, never alone. Come on, we're going to praise him this morning. We never the God, the God of heaven. I just see upon the throne. I know, I know he's right inside my home. I've got a treasure.
inside of me. Let's go. So go and stand. And God will bring you. Uh, come on, everybody. Testify. He shuts the light. And go ask. If you stick by your side, they will identify. You say, he's there. Come on, we got to believe it. He's there. This morning, I want to let you know that you're not alone. Amen. He's in the room right now. He's at your workplace. He's at your school. He's at your college. He's at your business right now. He's wherever you are. I want you to know you're not alone. He's in the room with you. He's the fourth man right now. Amen. He's with you through every obstacle, through every mountain, through every challenge. But you got to believe that he's in the room. Amen. Come on, let's declare. So go ask Daniel right now what he did for them, he can do for us. Come on. So go ask Daniel. Come on. God will bring you out and he will tell
gonna declare he searched you and let's go. If I search the what is out? He's there. If I search the earth, come on, below, he's there. Everybody, make my bed in hell. He's there. Yeah. No matter where I go, he's there. He's dead. 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 I know God. He's dead. He's dead. They'll tell you. Right now, give him all the glory because I know he's in the room. I know he's with you, amen. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, amen. This morning, I believe there's such a presence of God right now with our praise and our worship. Come on, yeah, come on. We're gonna overcome great and mighty things. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, right now, let everything come on. That is breath. Hey, praise the Lord. Everybody. Praise the Lord. Let everything that is bread. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm praising. Come on, everybody. Yeah. I praise on the mountain. I praise. I praise when I'm strong. And even when I praise when I'm doubting. Yeah. I praise when I'm loving. I praise you, Lord. As long as we breathe, as long as I'm breathing, I know everybody praise the Lord. Oh my, you got to praise the Lord. Oh my, Lord. I praise, I praise when I feel it, I praise when I don't. Come on, yeah, yeah, I praise you. I praise you, Lord. I praise is a web. It's more, it's more than a sound. My praise, my praise is the shout that breathes. Cause as long as we're breathing, as long as I'm breathing, I've got everybody. Come on, two.
praise him for his sovereign amen we're gonna declare this morning we give him all the glory let's go I praise cause cause you reign I know praise cause you rose and defeated I praise you Lord because you're true I praise cause there's nobody I praise cause you're sovereign because you reign I praise cause you rose and defeated I praise you Praise cause you're faithful. Praise cause you're true. Praise cause there's nobody greater. Everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my soul. We got to give it. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. What you gonna do right now? Oh my soul, something God has gotta through the storm, whatever you challenge right now. come down come on you got to just uh, when praises go up the enemy is defeated come on yeah yeah you got to just yeah we're grateful to you father we got to just yeah Lord us out we're not gonna be quiet come on I won't be quiet my God is alive Praise, hallelujah, amen. I don't know about you right now, amen. But I won't be quiet, my God is alive. How could I keep it? I'm not gonna be quiet no more. I'm gonna declare and decree who my God is. Come on, church of God, I won't be, I won't be quiet, my God is alive. How could I keep it?
Father God, we give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor, Father God, right now. We just thank you, Father God. We worship you right now. We cry, holy, 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 holy are you, Lord.
Ravocha Ravocha Mandere Oh All creation Father Holy Lord Holy You are lifted high Oh Ravocha Mandere and the angels, Lord, and the angels cry. Holy, 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 all creation. You are, you are lifted high.
dominion All power and position but Just lift our hands to him. our declaration this morning above every circumstance above every situation above everything your people can deal with there's a name that is above every other name there's a name that's above every chronic ailment there's a name that is above every impossibility there's a name that is above everything that is attacking the lives of your people there's a name Oh God, there's the name of Jesus. And when we speak the name of Jesus, demons tremble. When we speak the name of Jesus, sickness flees. In the name of Jesus, troubles disappear. In the name of Jesus, we declare that we stand in the victory. We stand in the victory that we have through Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And so this morning, we pray over our lives. We pray over our situations. We pray
pray over those Goliaths that are standing in front of us. The name of Jesus is greater. Even David, as he faces Goliath, he says, you come to me with a sword and with a spear, but I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I declare today in the name of Jesus that today giants will be slain. I declare today that there is an anointing to slay giants. There's an anointing to overcome every spirit of wickedness, every spirit that is attacking the life, every spirit. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you have come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. In the name of Jesus, You are worthy, O oh God. You are worthy, O oh God. You are worthy to receive all glory. You are worthy to receive all honor. In the name of Jesus. Won't you just take a moment right now. Whatever you've been trusting God for. Whether it be for your family whether it be for your life, whether you are trusting God for a breakthrough in your finances, a breakthrough in your marriage, a breakthrough in your relationship, in the breakthrough in your children, in the breakthrough in school, in university, we pray today that God will begin to open that door. We praying right now, and I want you to understand today that you say in the name of Jesus, that job is mine. In the name of Jesus, you are opening a door. I declare this door open. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I declare that sickness is leaving my body. I declare in the name of Jesus that I have victory over everything that is holding me down. Come on, you can begin to speak over your life. You know what you need. You know what you are trusting God for. You're saying, God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, that you are putting finances in my hand. I thank you in the name of Jesus that there is a hedge built around my home and built around my family, built around everything you have placed in our hands. Father, we have been in the name of Jesus. We declare that the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And we declare that God is on the throne. And I believe today you're making a way over my business. You are making a way in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are opening doors. You are creating contracts. You are creating business. I declare that this will be the greatest year. This will be the greatest year. This will be the greatest year. Oh God, open up the floodgates. 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 In the name of Jesus, you said you will pour out, prove you this day that you will open up the heavens and pour out of heaven's storehouse over your people this morning. Pour out out of heaven's storehouse over your people in the name of Jesus.
somebody, somebody that is trusting God for a breakthrough in your life. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. Micah says that he is the, he, the breaker goes before us, breaking and quenching every, every rock and every high thing and every difficulty. So I declare that he is the breaker goes before you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, won't you invite God? Say, God, go before me. Go before me. As the mighty, mighty hand of God breaks every stronghold, breaks every challenge. In the name of Jesus, we worship you, O God. We worship you, O God. Won't you take a moment this morning to make a faith declaration to the Lord while you're in the attitude of prayer. Say, God, this year, I'm believing you. This year, my faith will not waver. My faith will not stay passive. But I'm believing you for great things this year. So thank you for enlarging my territory. Thank you for enlarging my territory. Thank you for increasing my faith. So I declare that the, that the, way, the way is open. For me to walk into my, my, my breakthrough. In Jesus' name. So, Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for your sons and your daughters. Do it in this year. This is the next dimension. This is the next dimension of faith. The next dimension of presence. The next dimension of glory. That's what we're trusting you for this year, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Now I would like you to turn around, shake a few people's hand, tell them it is good to see them here today. Amen. It's good to see all of you here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Welcome them on my behalf. Amen. So give them a big, big, big welcome. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Our Sunday school may leave. Amen. And thanks to the worship team. Amen. Our God is a good God. Amen. We thank God for this. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Amen. Well, I, I pray that all of you have been getting the, the devotions for the week and you've been using it as a tool. Amen. As you, have you been getting it? Amen. Have you been reading it? Amen. Can I do a quiz? Yeah. Amen. I pray that it will be a blessing to you as much as it's a blessing to me to put it down and Pastor Maggie is going to be dealing with some as well over the week and uh, I want us to really uh, use it as a tool. I know 
Some of you have your personal devotionals that you use in preparation for your day. Um, but this is an addition, right? And we cannot have enough of something to read to build our faith. And a lot of what I was focusing on this week, this past week, was purely on, um, on spiritual authority. And uh, so I wanted to just focus on you building your life and you understanding the spiritual authority you have in God. And so this morning I'm taking it a step further and I'm talking about how to use your spiritual authority for personal protection. Amen? So if you go to your Bibles in Psalm 91 verse 10, I'm going to ask Talia to just track with me. And if I ask you to throw up a verse, please try and do it as fast as possible. But I want you to use your spiritual authority for physical protection. Amen? And we're going to deal a lot with some principles from Psalm 91. But I want to talk to you that the Bible says in verse 10, And no evil will befall you, and no plague will come near your dwelling. Amen. So you can, you can make it personal. You can say, no evil will come near me. And, and no plague will come near my home. Amen? That means when we talk about evil, we're talking about things, negative things happening. But when it says plague, we're talking about it's intensified beyond just an attack of the enemy to the place where now the attack of the enemy has translated into something like a pestilence, something that is attacking your life, something that is totally destroying things, and you can do nothing about it but just watch it dis disintegrate in front of you. And so the Bible says nothing, no evil will befall you, and no plague will come near your dwelling. Now we have to believe that God has given us victory and authority over every work of the enemy. Now, you can choose to live in a certain sphere of life, or you can choose to live in the abundant life of God. Now, this, this, there's a difference in just living and living life abundantly. Amen? Abundantly means without restrictions. Amen? Fullness. Amen? How many of you want to live a full life? Amen? You don't want to just get by. You do not want to just exist. Amen? I, I, I do not know about you, but, you know, we've lived a little bit enough to know struggles in life. Enough to know that there is better. And why shouldn't we, why should we only have glimpses of it? But why shouldn't we live in it all the time? Come on. That is what the promise of God is. He says that you may have life and have it more, somebody say more, more. Abundantly. abundantly. That means not just abundantly. It means there's a, there's a level above abundant. Now, it's like, I'm trying to use an example that doesn't involve food. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, a, it's a touchy subject. Amen. It is like having a bath water of favor. You know, a bathtub, and you're soaking in it. 
right? And then, more abundantly, is having a swimming pool of favor. You have to keep reaching to the other side. And it all surrounds you. And everywhere you go, it's around you. Amen? That means God doesn't want you to just exist. He doesn't want you to just get by. He doesn't want you to just live. He wants you to have this abundant life that comes from God. But a lot of it comes with our mentality and our thinking. Now, there's a short illustration I wanted to read to you. There was a story of a farmer that found an eagle's egg. And he brought it home and he put it in a chicken coop. And when the egg hatched, the young eagle saw the chickens around him. And without truly knowing who he was, he simply mimicked what he saw around him. He scratched, he pecked, he flew short distances. He believed he was a chicken and therefore acted like chicken. Many believers are living the same way. We are trapped like eagles in a chicken coop. And we have a developed a chicken mentality. Now, the reality is many of us haven't moved far from the environment that we grew up in. The mentality that we grew up in. And if you are honest to yourself, sometimes we are trying to mimic what we've seen in the environment that we grew up in. And knowing that sometimes it, it was not the best environment, but we've justified it to ourselves because we know no better. But I'd like to challenge you today by the faith of God to allow God to lead you into a dimension that you've never seen before, you've never lived before, you've never known before. Do something more. That means don't, don't build your family, don't build your marriage just only on what you've seen. Amen. I thank God for my parents. I thank God for the home environment that I grew up in. It, everything wasn't negative. Everything wasn't positive. But there were learnings for me. It created a foundation for me. But there, I had to understand when God gave me my family, what was the vision for my family? It wasn't to mimic what my father built. Amen. May you in your life build more than what your parents built. Now, I've been, the whole week I'm sending you messages on spiritual authority. By now, you should understand that there's, I spoke last week about the power to speak and decree and declare things. But the problem is a lot of us like safety nets. We like living in the same thing. But we want to, in, in, in terms of how we live our lives, Certain things we, we are selective about, we want to change. But other things we don't want to change. There's some things we've just adopted. And I pray today, I'm not saying everything is bad. Neither am I saying everything is good. But I'm saying to you today, is there more 
that God expects out of you for you to move? Or are you living like an eagle trapped in a chicken coop? And I've seen this over and over again. Remember, I'm, I'm pastoring you for a long time, and I know some of you personally. But you haven't made certain shifts. Spiritually, you haven't made certain shifts. I pray, and I'm going to wait till the point that you do do it. And I pray the Lord keeps me around long enough to see you do it. Because I know there is so much more for you than what you're currently experiencing. And you can build a life that was better than what you have grown up in. And that will be a testimony and an encouragement to your parents. I want, I want my son to do more than I've done. Achieve more than what I've achieved. Accomplish more. I celebrate in it because I was part of him getting to that place. I can't take all the credit. God takes the credit. But I'm here to play my part in allowing him to develop into what God has said to him. How many of you are growing according and doing according to the patterns of what you've seen? And you've never grown out of it. And sometimes your life has become a picture of the lives that you've seen before you. Your concept of family, your concept of marriage, your concept of parenting, your concept of, of, of growing Sometimes you get caught into the mentality of an environment that you were never exposed to. My parents were exposed in a certain environment. My dad had to make certain choices at a, at when he got saved in order to change the trajectory of our family. When we got married, I had to make some changes in order to change the trajectory of our marriage and our family. And we got to always constantly be moving. I've realized that now, 50 odd years later, I need to make another change. And there needs to be more. I'm not dead. And as long as I'm not dead, I have to keep growing. Amen? Now, not just growing old, but keep growing. That means there should be more initiative. There should be more that I want to achieve. Because there's more things that God still has in store for my life. So I'm here to say to you today that you need to change your mentality. So the Bible says in Psalm 91, it says, the authority was given for your physical protection. That means salvation includes God's not only God's guarantee that you're going to heaven, but that is just the beginning. The word salvation literally means deliverance, safety, preservation. It, it speaks about a pardon, restoration, healing, wholeness, soundness. So, so when the Lord gave you salvation, when you received salvation of the Lord, it meant that there was something he saved you from. But he says this was a complete deliverance. It wasn't that I... That's why we used to sing the songs in the uh, in past. It says, the things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. It was a glad day when I was born again. Amen. Now some of you are wondering, okay, there. It was a song. Huh? 
And we'll see it one day. Glad day when I was born again. Amen. But you know what it was? That salvation meant that I'm not choosing to live the way I lived before. That means when you are saved, you don't go back to the life that you had. What, you, what was challenging you before you got saved shouldn't be challenging you when you are saved. The things I used to do, I do them no more. If you're doing the same things you were doing before, the question is, are you? Because you're, listen, now, if you are swimming in a swimming pool and you get to the depth of the swimming pool, now there's, there's certain levels of water I won't swim in. I've done it a few times when I was younger. I jumped in water that I didn't know how deep it was. I'm glad I came out. Amen. Maybe it was the weight that just pushed me up. Like, you know? I, was it, I was in Kenya with Pastor John some years back, and we were doing ministry. And the one afternoon, he gave us a break after, after about 10 days of ministry, full out. And we, we, we took a boat, and we went out and, uh, in the ocean there by Kenya, and we were by Mombasa. And then, he, then Pastor John says, all of us are swimming. I said, no, we're not swimming. So I'm sitting on the edge of the boat. He pushes me, and I'm in the water. He says, how deep is it? And then I come up. I said, it's deep, Pastor. I can't touch the floor yet. Amen? He says, now keep swimming. Everyone out the boat. Now, I realized something. I swam close to the boat. So I can hold on the side. Right? But the reality is that sometimes we have to understand there's a a depth that is more than what we used to. Some of us have been in the place where we've been playing life safe and trying to limit things. But I pray that there is more. Now, one thing I've realized is if you get saved, someone saves you from drowning, you don't go and do the same thing again. Say, hey, maybe I'll get it right the next time. Is it? You're just so glad that you got saved. The next time when you go by the water, you play by the shore. <laughs> You're just so happy when you go to the swimming pool, it's 1.2. You know, there's so much of your body that's above it. Amen? But why? Because you've learned something. But why in our spiritual lives, when God saves us from something, do we go back? Now, the Bi Bible uses a very crude example. It says only a dog goes back to its vomit. Right? So we need to understand, don't go back to the life and don't let anyone pull you back into the life that you came from because you know what that life did to you. Amen? I pray today that God will shift. This is our time of waiting, but it has to be a time of adjustment. It has to be, we, we can't claim the blessings of the Lord living below the parameters of what God has for us. So, so in this, he comes in and he says, God's desire 
is for our protection. So physical protection for your family is God's covenant right and covenant blessing for all of us. Amen? So it is God's desire to protect us, to watch over us continuously. Now, in Psalm 91, there are a few blessings that is attached to Psalm 91 that speaks about God's protection for our families. Amen? And for our homes. And I, I, I want to share this with you because I believe it is important. First thing, he challenges us in Psalm 91 verse 1. He says, fill the atmosphere with the presence of God. It says, those, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That means those that live in the shadow of the Almighty will find rest. Uh, in the shelter of the Almighty, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I want you to understand the first thing you need to do is fill the atmosphere that you occupy. That means we live in two atmospheres. There's a physical one and there's a spiritual one. What's an atmosphere? An atmosphere is a surrounding influence or a spirit in an environment. In Genesis 1, the earth's atmosphere when God came into it was empty and it was dark. Amen? But when God came in, God spoke and allowed that atmosphere to change. He allowed that atmosphere to be filled with what he spoke. Right? Now I want you to understand the atmosphere did not automatically become a spiritual atmosphere. He had to occupy the space to change the atmosphere. Now, when you buy a new home, what do you do? When you buy a new home, what do you do? You can talk to me. You furnish it. But before you furnish it, what do you do? Sometimes you paint, you clean, sometimes you change some tiles, put some curtaining, you get the best furniture in. Why, what you're doing? You're making your mark on that property, on that environment. You're occupying it, making a statement that before you even physically occupy the home, you begin to create an atmosphere that changes that home before you step in. So what happens is you need to understand that before you come into the place, you have to occupy it. And by the furniture you put, the pictures you put, the curtaining you put, it gives it your identity, your mark in that home. Unless if you leave the house empty and you say to people, this is my new home. What do people think? Does anyone live here? There's no bed. There's no lounge. One chair. Two chairs if you're married. Two chairs. Boxes. For a table. When people walk in, they are ashamed. Is it? But what do we do? When we get the place... You're already preparing what the place is going to look like. Listen, 
Now, the first thing that God wants you to do is occupy the space that you are in. That means you've got to make a mark that that environment has to change. Fill that environment. That means if you are not going to fill that environment, that environment is going to be filled by something else. So in your life, he that dwelleth in the secret place. That means we got, God says to us, fill the atmosphere with his presence, with his spirit. That means in your home, you are responsible for the atmosphere in your home. That means if I walk into your home, you know sometimes you walk into a home and it's dark and it's heavy. When you walk in there, you're scared to say something. That everything is tense. You know that, have you ever walked into a home that told you that you're not welcome? It's a beautiful home. But the reality is the atmosphere of the home is determined by those that occupy the home. Just because you're physically there doesn't mean that you fill the atmosphere of the home. You have to get more than just being physically there. You've got to begin to determine it. And I want you to understand, if you don't fill your home with the atmosphere that God determined for it to have, the enemy will come in. The door will be open for other things to have access to. That's what the same thing with our lives. When you give your heart to the Lord, you've got to fill it with the, the spirit and the presence of the Lord. Otherwise, the enemy will fill it. Amen. So this is an important part for us to understand. Feel it. But then the second thing you have to do is protect the atmosphere. The Bible says in, in Psalm 91 verse 2, it says, He is my refuge. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him, I will trust. So that means you have to say, Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress. The second point is protect the atmosphere. You have to protect what comes into your home. Amen. I've said to you many, many times, you do have to protect what comes into the atmosphere of your life. Sometimes the environments that you're in can infiltrate and, and, and uh, affect you, the condition of your life and of your home. You've got to protect it. How do you protect it? You watch the choices of media. That means television shows and music that you listen to. Things that will promote fear and worry and infidelity in your home. Anger and immorality it brings into your home. You've got to protect your home. Amen? So you've got to understand that if you, if you don't have enough word in your home, your home is not your fortress. It's not your refuge. I was joking. We have a few neighbors in our neighborhood, and the uncles like cutting grass. I do not know why. They got these weed eaters, and they keep cutting the grass. The one uncle was on leave, and every second day he was cutting grass. So, so, I, so I said to Annie, maybe he's running away from his wife. So he just cut the grass outside. You know, whole day he cut the grass. He only go inside in the evening. <laughs> then she said, why you don't cut grass? I said, because I'm not running away from anything. <laughs> I'm not mad. 
Amen. Now I know that sometimes some people they 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 are challenged. The home is not their refuge. May your home be the refuge. Because you filled it with the presence of God. The spirit of God, love, joy, peace is in your home. And anything that is affecting love, joy, and peace in your home, you get rid of. You use your spiritual authority and get rid of it. Come on. Come on. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be afraid of staying in your own house. You shouldn't be saying, Eesh, I have to go home now. You shouldn't want to visit other people. Hey, so nice here. When you go on holiday, you, you should be upset because it's not as good as your home. Come on. You should be wanting to go home. You know? Now some of the ladies are saying, no, no, pastor, because when I go home, I have to cook, clean. These fellas, all they just sit there and they look at me. What to eat, what to eat, what to eat. But may your home be your refuge. You know what's a fortress? It's a place where you feel safe. It's an environment where you feel like you belong. It's an environment that you feel like, I, I can be myself here. I don't have to be something else. Amen? You don't have to pretend. Amen? The moment your home is not that, it's not a home. It's not the kind of home that God has determined for you to have. Amen? And a home is not a building. You can have the most beautiful building, the best bed. You know, now, nowadays they got these, these bed, the kind of beds that you can adjust it to yourself, to your sleep number. Even a pillow, they've got a sleep number. I do not know what number I have. But, and there's a bed that moves to the contours of your body. So it's very, very accommodating. Don't have no back problem. But you can have the best bed, the biggest TV, the best lounge. Your, your fridges will be full with food, cupboards plenty. But if you don't feel safe in your home, you don't feel love in your home, you'll make every excuse to, to run away. I pray that this will not be your portion. That, that I pray today that God will give you that place where you will protect your home. But now it also comes in, in, in Psalm 91 verse 14. It says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he had known my name. I want you to understand today that God has given you the spiritual authority to deal with with every wrong spirit immediately. Don't let spirits come to divide you as a couple. As a family. Remember, the moment you get married, mom and dad, everyone else becomes your extended family. Husband, wife, children, immediate family. When the Bible says, me and my household, that's that circle. Pray for them. Protect them. Amen? I want us to take notice over our families. 
deal with anything that tries to bring division, destroy the peace of your home immediately. Now, the Bible says this in James 3.16. Tell you, uh, James 3.16 It says, for, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing is there. The King James says it like this, for, ev for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Now I want you to understand, you need to protect your home from any attack of the enemy. And anything that is not of, of God in your home, you have to take, uh, get rid of. Now, look at it. It says where envy and self-seeking exist. That means in your home, in your marriage, it shouldn't be about you. What I get, what I need, what I want, me time, you time. No, no, no. When you start to ask for me time, that means you're selfish. And when you are self-seeking, the Bible says you allow confusion and every other evil thing to enter in. May there be no confusion in your home. Amen? May you be comfortable to be able to spend time with each other. May the love of God, may you have a desire to experience the love and the presence of God. Amen? May there be no strife in your home. Strife is constant battling, constant argument, constant dissatisfaction, amen? Constant quarrels, amen? May, you know, in, in a home where the children are rebelling and talking back to their parents, amen? For all of our children, that's not the order. The Bible says, honor your mother and father for this is right. You shouldn't be listening. Don't think you know better. If you know better, then you shouldn't be in the house. So take care of yourself. Can't eat my food and talk about me. Come on. Stop, stop getting, allowing yourself to be abused, parents. Because one day they'll be 40 years old, you'll be 60, they'll be collecting your sasa. I want to eat my own salsa. Even if it means once a month having a burger is fine. I want to eat that burger and, and enjoy it for the whole month. Amen? Come on. Some of us have allowed rebellion in our home. In our own homes. Amen? Honor. There should be peace. Also the Bible says love your children. So not, not only one-sided. I want you to understand, love your children. Don't say, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for when you leave me here. <laughs> when they leave, may you cry a little bit. It's okay. Amen? Let your home be a loving environment. Let it be a godly home. Amen? And this is how we begin to, so let there be a, a spirit of love, a spirit of respect, a spirit of honor in our homes. Amen? That means don't allow anything. Then the, the, the next one is in Psalm 91, uh, 91 verse 7, it says, A thousand shall fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. 
this is how I take spiritual authority. Under God's promise of protection, evil will not touch us. Amen? That's a blessing. Now in Psalm 91, there is a challenge. It says evil is all around us. And, and we cannot escape the evil of the world that we live in. But the only way we can do is live under the protection of God. Now, one of the things that I want to challenge you, even in our times of fasting, is to anoint your home with oil. Amen? Just take oil and pray over your home, pray over your loved ones. Amen? The, the supernatural protection of God is as we begin to anoint our home. Amen? Oil represents the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a symbol of faith in God's ability to cleanse and make holy. Amen? So when we consecrate our homes to the Lord, we are asking God to begin to, to bless and to protect us. Amen? So take the time to pray over your home. Pray over your family that is in your home. Part of, part of your, your protecting your family, protecting your environment, is begin to initiate family altars, times where you pray together in the evening. Amen? That means create a, a, a time where we, we read a scripture, pray together as a family. Get different members of the family to pray. Create that environment that we are a praying family. May have some challenges, but we are a praying family. We trust in God to do something in our lives. So I want to challenge you, begin to anoint your home. Amen? The, the, the Bible says in, in Isaiah 10 verse 27, the yoke is destroyed because of the, the oil, the anointing oil. Amen? So I pray today that every yoke that has been challenging your family is broken as you begin to, to, to begin to anoint your home and anoint your families. I encourage people, if you have the opportunity and the time, you know, this is something we do every morning. We don't leave our home without praying together. Whether I've got guests coming into my home, other people there, we pray together. And we pray for the day. Amen? And this is important. And, and we, we anoint each other. Amen? Trusting God that we walk in God's covering over our lives. This is something that we need to start implementing. When you want to change the atmosphere in your home, you've got to do something different. And everyone needs to be a participant of it. This is our home. And there should be a spirit of agreement even in the home. Amen? Your children will easily grab onto it. Sometimes it's our dedication to do it. Psalm 91 verse 10. It says, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your dwelling. I pray, to you, pray today that you would understand God's blood covering over your home and over your family. In, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, it talks about us being redeemed from the curse of sin through the precious blood of Jesus. I want you to understand, we as a church believe that there is power in the blood of Jesus. That means when we talk about pleading the blood of Jesus, we understand that it is not we sprinkling the blood of Jesus over our lives. We are understanding we stand in the finished work of Jesus. He died on the cross. He shed his blood for our healing, for our deliverance, for our breakthrough. And so when we plead the blood of Jesus, we say, God, that blood that you shed, I come under that covering. That means I come under the covering of God, and in that I understand that the blood avails for me. That blood that you shed, no longer do I have to die or suffer uh, challenges of sin. Amen? 
So the devil tries to find his way into our lives, but we've got to trust God that he will begin to give us victory. Now, this is it, it in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says, I've given you authority over all powers of the enemy. Amen? And so you've got to take authority. As a, as a family, you need to draw a line that the enemy cannot cross. Amen? He's saying to the enemy, this far and no further. You can't come near our dwelling. Can't come near my children. Can't come near my home. Can't come near our family. We're taking authority. Now you've got to do this. And you've got to believe it. And don't change the boundary line. Even when we mess up, we say we cross the line. We've allowed ourselves to be exposed. But we don't change the line. Because we came short of it. We keep the standard. We come back up. We stand up again and we come back. Now I want you to understand there's no condemnation in God. That means God loves you. He, he forgives us. We make mistakes but we can repent from it. Repent means the word, Hebrew word for it is metanoia. It talks about change your mind. So when you, when you repent, it's not just about asking for forgiveness. It's about changing your mind, changing your action, not doing the same thing again. But if you're doing the same thing, you didn't repent. Amen? So this is the importance for us to begin to trust God. Amen? And then Psalm 91 says this in verse 11. And he will give his angels to protect you, charge concerning you. And they will keep you in all your ways. I pray this will be a blessing. God will assign ministering angels to you wherever you go. Amen. Watch over you. Keep, keep you. Guard you. Keep your heart in perfect peace. Amen. And then it, then it says in Psalm 91 verse 4, it says, and, he, and truth will be your shield and buckler. He says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall trust his truth shall be your shield and buckler. As you pray, as you speak the word of God, the word of God will begin to protect you. Amen? That means every time the enemy attacks you, every time the enemy comes against you, you use the word of God against the enemy. You speak the word of God. I want you to walk in the protection of God, in the covering of God. Enjoy the favor and the blessings of God over your life. But this doesn't just happen. This doesn't just happen. It requires you to do something. Amen? And to believe God for something in your life. Use the authority of God over your finances. This is the last point. He disarmed, in Colossians 2.15, he disarmed spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly and by his victory over them on the cross. Amen? That today, I pray to you, pray that everything that is holding back your financial breakthrough, God will begin to remove it. Sometimes unforgiveness, sometimes failing to walk in love, sometimes failing to tithe, failing to operate in spiritual integrity, all of those things can hold us back from our blessing and from our financial breakthroughs. I pray today that God will watch over you. Amen. 
That means the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he says, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. If you are going through an area where you feel you're under spiritual attack, identify the areas where you may have allowed access to the enemy for that spiritual attack. And close that door. Shut that door. Amen? And shutting the door requires some faithful action of yours. Requires you to do something. Amen? And God will show up on your behalf. I want you to understand Take spiritual authority. Amen? May your homes be filled with the love of God. May it be filled with the peace of God. May it be filled with the joy of the Lord. Amen? For those that are trusting God for your own homes, you're renting right now, but you're trusting God for your own homes, may the Lord supernaturally open a door for you. Amen? May the Lord direct your steps. May he bring you into a place where you can really say, this is my own. Amen? May you start building something that is a symbol of God's hand upon you. And, and, and I can tell you this, God can do it in a moment. Amen? It's in a moment he can do it for you. All you got to do is desire it. Amen? And say, Lord, I'm walking faithfully before you. Amen? So the Lord is going to favor you. He's going to enlarge your, your territory. But he's saying to you, can, can you fill that atmosphere? Can you fill that home? with the spirit and the presence of God? Can you fill that space, that job that you're in? That atmosphere must be influenced by the spirit of God that's in you. When you're going into the interview, for those that are interviewing for jobs and unemployed, amen? Go out there, amen? Yes, you're praying. Go out there, look out for a job, amen? God's going to do something, but you're going to have to exercise your faith. You're going to have to do something. And when you do it, God will begin to, to open out the door for you. Amen? And, and I want you not to be afraid. Amen? And understand, there's always a place to start. For those that are in business, may the Lord give you strategies on how to grow it. Amen? Don't do maintenance for your business. Grow it. Build for another day. You're building for the future. Amen? And God is going to begin to take care of you. Come, let's just bow our heads together. Today was just about building your faith and telling you to use your spiritual authority. Amen? God gives you the authority to drive out sickness. Amen? From your life. God gives you the authority to change environments. God gives you the authority to cast out demons and devils and demonic spirits. Amen. Like Jesus, you can experience the power of God. And so, Father, we pray today over your sons and daughters. Whatever they are facing, God, you show up. Whatever they are trusting you for, you, God, show up in their homes. Change the atmosphere in their marriages. Change the atmosphere in their homes, amongst their family. Change the physical atmosphere in their homes. Let there be just the peace, the love, the joy of the Lord. Father, that this year, may there be supernatural breakthroughs and abundant blessings. 
May they see divine breakthroughs in their lives. Father, I pray for families today. Lord, make them strong. Make them strong. That there is nothing in this world that is supporting families today. But you are the God of the families both in heaven and on earth. And you have placed a design that two of the major institutions you created, one was family and the second was the church. The church is the extension of the local family. So today, oh God, I bring every family to you. Whatever they are trusting you for, whatever breakthrough they are trusting you for, whatever divine intervention they are trusting you for, God show up. God bless their homes. Give them peace. Breakthrough, oh God, in their lives financially. God, I pray today for those that are dealing with debt. We pray today, oh God, for a supernatural deliverance and financial breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen, 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 amen. God bless you.